Welcome to the Writer's Block Party Podcast with your hosts Meredith Bond and Prue Warren, where they discuss every aspect of a writer's life, from the craft of writing and editing, through publishing and marketing, and finally into building a global publishing empire. Here is Mary and Prue. Hello, and welcome to the Writer's Block Party podcast. I am Meredith Bond. I am one of our co-hosts. I represent those who have been at this for a while. And I am here, as always, with my lovely co-host. My lovely co-host. Thank you. Uh, I'm Prue Warren. I'm someone who's been at this for a very little time. So I always ask the stupid questions that more experienced authors would know. You don't need to ask that, honey. So I'm the stupid questioner. (laughs) And today, Prue, we have another fantastic guest with us. I am very excited. We have Audrey Huey. Hi, Audrey. Hi. Thank you so much for having me. I have known Audrey online for three, four, five years, a while. And (laughs) I am thrilled that we have even met in person, which was incredible. It was so wonderful. How pre-pandemic of you. Yeah, <laughs> really was. <laughs> That's how long we've known each other. <laughs> pre-pandemic. And Audrey runs an author group and also works amazingly hard to support the work of other authors. And she does so mainly through an amazing author planner that she puts together. But first, Audrey, let me allow you to tell us your background and a little bit more about yourself. Okay, thank you. So hopefully you don't hear too much in the background. It's the kids. (laughs) We're on vacation. I can't hear them. So yeah, so I actually spent 14 years in the army. Right after high school, I joined the military and Um, I did active duty. I did reserves. Um, I actually like being deployed and stuff. So I spent as much time as I could being on orders, but that background really taught me about structure, about accountability and about, you know, really looking at what I'm doing objectively and figuring out how I can be better. And really about not just setting goals, but if I have an objective, I have to achieve it, or I have to answer for having not, not having achieved it. So Yeah. So, and it was really though in a positive and very constructive way. It wasn't this negative, scary thing. It was, it was encouraging. It was holding your feet to the fire and not allowing excuses. So when I was a contractor and I moved to that civilian side of things, I still wanted to write and I was, you know, kind of planting my roots in the Shenandoah Valley. And I joined local writers groups because it, being away from writers so long, because I had always written, you know, when I was young, but being away from writers while I was in the army, that was, it was really tough to get to a point where, you know, I was writing all the time again, because if you're not around other writers, you just don't think about it as much, I guess. So that's what I love about writing groups. But anyway, so I was with my writing groups and I had to start thinking about, well, my commute ended up being this, this last round of job was um, 28 to 30 hours a week, 
was just time spent commuting into the Northern Virginia area. So it was uh, once, especially once I realized that it was really hard to swallow that that was my life. And that's where my time was going. Hang on, wait a minute. I'm doing the math. How many hours were you driving? 28 to 30 a week. Holy smokes. Exactly. Really long commute. It really, really is. But <laughs> when you look at, you know, the wages, uh, wages just don't keep up with housing costs and things like that. And when you're going through a driving to work through Northern Virginia and, and along seven, and you're looking at the prices of, of these houses and they have, you know, these signs saying uh, single family homes from the low 700s as in right. 7,000. And it's like, that's never going to happen on my salary, which it's pretty good, <laughs> you know what I mean? But it's never going to happen, you know? Now they say, now they say from the low 1.2 millions. Um, but I was, okay, for now, this is what I have. This is what I can do. I can't imagine jumping ship. And I had to figure out, well, writing is really important to me. I want this to be uh, a primary part of my life. It's where my soul feels happy. You know, it sparks me. And so I had to say, what is my number one priority every day? What do I have to do? I got this. I got really efficient. I like efficiency. I got really efficient. And I found a half hour each night before bed. And I would spend that half hour writing, doing something for my writing or a story that I was working on, or to submit to my critique group, the Shenandoah Valley Writers. And I, it wasn't much, but it got me, you know, it, it made it so I was able to move the needle forward a little bit every day while also, you know, better embracing my writing soul. And that actually helped prepare me mentally and I guess in my heart for a jumping ship because I loved what I did and I loved who I worked for, but there was just no way. And that's, unsust- that's unsustainable. That would make you insane. It's not sustainable. And again, I was right. falling asleep at the wheel and I didn't want to hurt myself or somebody else right. or my kids, um, you know, falling asleep at the wheel. And I, I really, I broke when I was on the way to work and I was having trouble getting hours because when you're a mom and your kids are sick, you're the one who's expected to be home with them. And while my husband did as much as he could, if he lost hours, we couldn't pay the mortgage. Right. So, you know what I mean? He couldn't lose hours. And so I was starting to lose hours because the kids kept getting sick at daycare because it's, you know, it's a Petri dish. It's daycare. So that's what happens. Like, yeah. And then my supervisor is like, oh, it must not be a good daycare. I'm like, actually, it's a really good one. But the problem is everybody has to work. So they bring their sick kids to daycare. Right. Right. Which all the other kids sick. Yeah. So anyway, I was losing hours and I was on the way and I... I went to everybody else's doctor's appointments, you know, but when I got sick, I got like a cold or something. And then it turned into bronchitis. And then I was driving to work and I'm going through Ashburn and I'm like dizzy and really, really dizzy. And I'm feeling like I'm having a hard time breathing. So I go to the emergency room. I turn around, go to Loudoun because it was the closest, you know, and they're like, yeah, you have severe pneumonia. And if your symptoms don't clear up with these super antibiotics in 24 hours, you need to be admitted. So, so, and then I called my supervisor and she's like, basically, well, we're supposed to be having a meeting this morning. I know, but I literally have been told that I need to, I, I might be admitted to the hospital if these antibiotics don't kick in like they're supposed to. Like, this is my lungs, you know, things I need to breathe and live. And I was written up because I didn't show up to work that morning. Yeah. And because I was in the hospital. 
I was oh at that point, I mentally severed the connection I had yep. with my job because you're not going to prioritize a meeting over my life. That's right. Right. And uh, you needed the lungs for the meeting too. Yep, exactly. <laughs> so, wow. So yeah, I, I, I went ahead and I had already built my, uh, began building my business by then. I was doing social media. I was freelance writing. I was writing for two magazines up here in the panhandle. They're owned by the same company. And uh, so I was doing a little bit of freelance there, but a lot of freelance writing, Upwork. And I also had my GI Bill I could use. So uh, a combination of those things allowed me, even though it was a drastic cut from quite close to six figures to nothing, you know, just freelance writing income. It was when you find out what color your parachute is as what Steve Harvey says. So, or he promotes that book, you know? So I I did that. I did social media. And when I was, it gave me more time to actually go down to Harrisonburg and be part of these writer critique group meetings for Shenandoah Valley writers. And I was really enjoying that feedback you get in a critique group is just crucial to your growth. And I got to beta read and I read uh, one lovely author's book and then she released it. And then she was really upset. She's like, oh man, I worked so hard on this book and there's no sales. And I'm like, okay, well let's, you know, cause I was doing more social media and I was working on social selling and I dabbled in beach body and which is MLM, but you still learn social selling. And I was like, well, what was your marketing plan? And she was like, marketing plan. I didn't have a marketing, a marketing plan. I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> you know. <what> I mean? <laughs> and back then it still wasn't this thing that everybody knows they need to have, you know, it was 2016, 2017. And, you know, I, I thought, okay, well, I'm going to start, I had sprints and spirits because I didn't want to drive after work when I was still working to go to writers meetups locally. So I did, we'll do it online and then I can have a glass of wine while I'm writing. So we had sprints. Yeah. You're thinking. yeah. So we had sprints and spirits, um, the, like my free writers group on Facebook. And I built that up, continued building that up. And as there was more of an interest in this marketing and launching side of it and learning kind of how to use use social platforms to promote your book or to connect with future readers, potential future readers, I created the Author Transformation Alliance. So that's the private group. That's where, okay, um, it's a low cost monthly commitment to say, here's your whole library of access. You get group accountability and support. And we help each other grow, publish, market, and sell together. You know, So that launched and that's what we do with that. But so that's my background in a nutshell. <laughs> I is hope that's not is, too much rambling. <laughs> no, the Author Transformational Alliance, that's, that's a private group, but yes. can anybody join? Can a podcast listener say, I want all of that? Absolutely. Absolutely. So we know it's not for everybody, but if you're committed to, you know, learning, to finding out where you can improve what your weaknesses are, like learning what your weaknesses are and saying, that's what I want to fix or what I want to get better at, then we're the group for you. It's not really for people who come in saying, well, I need help with sales, but I already know everything or I don't want to change. <laughs> Does because anybody dare like say? <laughs> oh, but there's so many people like that who say, 
well, I want help, but I want to do it my way. And it's like, well, but you've been doing it your way. And then it's hard not to have a John Taffer moment where you're like, you've been doing things your way and it doesn't work, you know, or maybe we just need to tweak things a little bit. But so, so many people are resistant to change. So if you're open to change, that's the whole transformation. I knew I needed to have transformation in that name because if we stay the same the conditions that are the, the things that we want are never going to happen. We're going to keep getting the same result if we don't transform ourselves and our behaviors in order to achieve something different than what we've already been getting. So, Audrey, you're awesome. When you say it's low cost, how much does it cost? $37 a month. Mm-hmm. No yeah. commitments. And you and- get all sorts of, you get unlimited courses and there's a nice library of courses yes, that I'm- you can take it anytime when you want. Hold on, hold on. Tell me how they how how someone would find you. What's your uh, web address or how how do I get in touch with you? So I, I was super clever and I found that the right W R I T E services the right services nice. wasn't taken when I started doing all this. So I was like, that's mine <laughs> because it's so cute. So therightservices.com and all of my stuff is there. We have a yearly spring retreats that everybody um, can access, whether you're in the ATA or not. But it is ATA an ATA sponsored event. And um, I post there, like I have a page about planners. You can sign up for freebies. Uh, I try to do like some free, um, they're opt-ins, but they're free things that can help you. And you can, you know, you can unsubscribe if you don't like it or if you don't want to be subscribed, but you want the goodie. That's okay. <laughs> I'm okay with that. So um, yeah, so the rightservices.com and join the ATA is right in the top bar. If that's something you want to look in, look at, we have over 50 courses. It's not just me. I like to bring in experts. I don't pretend to know everything. I have a lot of good ideas. I'm solution oriented, but I don't, I am not the expert at everything. I am the jack of all trades, you know, master of none, but a jack of all trades is a better than a master of one, you know? Right, so, right. Yeah, because I've always been really good at problem solving and finding solutions. And I hate to see people in distress, um, especially when they're pursuing their passion and what really brings light to their lives. So I don't want to see writers struggling. And that's really hard too, because I, I'm a, I want to fix it person. <laughs> so that's why I'm doing this. But um, And you can't fix everything, but you can provide different solutions, different paths that people can take to remedy that problem or that challenge that they're facing. I'm really, really good at time and inspiring people to look at time in different ways and efficiency, scheduling at planning, you know, that's my jam, you know, or, or setting up challenges to help people grow through different means. We have a monthly challenge in the AT every month for something different. So it could be list building. It could be setting up your landing page and your reader magnet. It could be um, growing on Facebook. It could be, you know, starting with a little, um, a, a little small advertising budget with Instagram, because we've had an author who took what I teach about getting engagement on Instagram and really building engagement with ideal readers and not just random, you know, stuff, but ideal readers And so she took what I did with that. And then once she was good and she had built up that engagement, she added a little bit of money to her advertising. And now she's getting three to 4,000 page reads a week. Wow. And so what she does with that money, it's amazing. And if you follow her, it's Lexi Aiden. 
um, on Instagram and she wrote candid and love and texting. And what she does is she takes all the, the income that comes from Amazon for that. And she invests it right back into advertising so she can continue to grow her audience ahead of new releases and especially to learn, to build that audience, to build that engagement and learn what kind of ideal readers are really responding to her content. She's great at experimentation and being committed to this long-term process of finding her readers. So we we do stuff like that. (laughs) Are you, are you focused? Um, are you all genres? Are you only romance? How do you all genres? All genres. So we have all genres. We even have nonfiction. So not not and not just memoirs, but also entrepreneurs. Wow. So we have Daphne Wiswell. She's in our group, and she's a chronic health coach. So um, she does amazing work, and she was really really active when she was writing her first book, and it was kind of a workbook planner called Breakthrough. And it's really about a kind of a spiritual and health and mental awakening. And it's really, it's really beautiful stuff. So I get chills thinking about it. (laughs) So uh, I assume there's a, because your emphasis on support is really impressive. I assume there are critique partners in here. There are, you get group. So, uh, you know, it's funny because I've been steeping like a tea bag in the romance world it's really interesting the thought to me that uh my critique partners could be someone from with outside that world i think would be such an interesting perspective to have yeah yeah and while they can't advise you on the tropes in your genre and i think it's important mm-hmm. to have that perspective it's also really helpful to see what other people with fresh eyes are seeing about your work because you can with critiquing you can take any feedback with a grain of salt Sure. But might learn something especially new or helpful about your writing that, or about your upcoming project, you know, that you hadn't considered before. So yes, it's, I love, like when I took my bachelor's, it's in English with a concentration in writing. And I was just floored at the prospect that I could actually take classes in in all these different disciplines of writing. So not just creative writing, but business writing, there's even scientific writing. And uh, so I took journalism and I took all, you know, of course I took all the creative writing classes I could, but I also did poetry and, um, you know, just a whole class on poetry, a whole class on journalism, a whole class on et cetera. I took as many of those writing specialty classes as I could, because I felt it would make me a more rounded, like well-rounded writer to have a under, an understanding of the different disciplines. And I feel like that's we tell people, writers, to read everything, not just in your own genre, but right. everything. Absolutely. So, so yeah, we offer, I'm always posting at the beginning of every month, I ask everybody, you know, what are your goals for this month? Do you have anything you're promoting this month? Uh, Do you need an accountability or a critique partner? Like, what do you need? Um, What are you doing? I want people to commit to their goals in a public forum of supportive writers who are on the same path. Important. We do goals and week you as well. And a midweek checkup, like, hey, how are your goals going this week? Are you having any struggles or challenges that you need kind of 
you know, you need to bounce ideas off the wall of our group, you know? (laughs) So there's a lot of built-in accountability. I do a mid-month check-in where I go live. Um, At the beginning and the end of the month, I do, you know, sessions to say, okay, what are your goals? Let's kind of go through our planning. Are you advertising this month? Are you promoting? Are you publishing? Are you writing? Are you doing all of the above, you know? What are you doing? Let's make sure that you're clear on what you need to do this month to hit your goals for the quarter, to hit your goals for the six months or for the year. So so I like to be really structured and, and help make sure people are getting that support and not just getting lost in the year between the big, you know, new year planning stuff and it's the end of the year already. So. Audrey is there on Facebook giving all of this wonderful support. And then there's also your author planner, which also which gives you the same support, but on paper. Yes, absolutely. So when I created the planner, I created it because there was nothing out there just for writers to have a planner that wasn't more than just like a word count tracker. And I'm like, we have so much to manage. I don't like, I love planners, but I, and I love notebooks, but I don't, you know, I was losing my story ideas when I would get a notebook, I'd write in it and they would go somewhere in the house and I would lose track of it. Or, you know, I would have to use multiple different planners in order to, you know, plan out my life, plus my education, plus my writing. And I was like, I need one planner where I, you know, one planner to rule them all. (laughs) So it's not my official slogan, but I need one planner to manage all my life. And I credit my planner with the reason why I was able to finish my bachelor's and my master's degree on my GI bill. So, because that's, you know, four years of benefits. I did a top up when I first entered and they still had that. So I had five years total of benefits and I completed two degrees with it. So, so I feel like if I didn't have my planner to help me organize and, and during that time, I was also still freelance writing to make, you know, to make an income, raising two kids in diapers, you know, and as they grew up over that time and uh, submitting my fiction writing to anthology. So I had my fantasy um, short stories submit, uh, you know, accepted and published in anthologies at the time. And I was running writing groups. I was running Sprints to Spirits. I was running the ATA and creating classes all because I had a system that I tweaked to work for me. And I created in this planner, I wanted it to feel like I'm right there with you, holding your hand, encouraging you to think critically about what's going right, what needs improvement and what you really want out of life, you know, and it's not a system there where you're going to do what I do. It's a system that allows you to build your own processes, to build your own daily system and schedule. Like it's blank slate enough to allow you freedom and flexibility and you can uh, tweak it for your own unique lifestyle. But I still guide you through it because I want you to think. I want you, I want you to succeed. <laughs> it's got my voice in there a lot. So. Wow. Okay. So I, I will go. Look, I assume you sell it on Amazon? I do, but they don't offer coil binding. And I'm still working with printers to find out the best option, you know, affordability wise to put the coil bound on Amazon, but I do have it on lulu.com and I have the ultimate uh, authorship planner is the non-dated version. So you can start at any time, but I also do a yearly author's planner. So 2022 author's planner, for example, and those are all coil bound on Lulu. 
So, so the the ultimate author planner, and what was the name of the annual one? Uh, it's the ultimate authorship planner for the the non-dated one. And I have to say that because just recently somebody published an ultimate author planner. So <laughs> a little close to mine, but you know, I'll Never stand mind. by the quality of mine. So, and then the, the two, the, yeah. the 2022 one is called the 2022 authors planner. So it used to be the, the 2018 and 2019 versions with the, with the author's journal, but then it was like, no, Audrey, it's more of a planner, not a journal. I'm like, okay, okay. so I can take that constructive feedback and, and move forward with it. And so, you know, 2020 through 2022 and upcoming 2023 is the author's planner with the date in it. So Hopefully that's okay. Uh, I'm going to I'll look it up online and get the links and put it in the show notes for anybody, any listener. How much? How much oh, does it cost? Okay. So I keep reducing the price of the yearly dated one throughout the year because I mean, oh. as we go through the year, I you know less of it's useful or it's you know you can right. cross out the dates, but that wouldn't be as fun. So so I actually keep reducing the price of that. So you have to check. But the I just dropped the ultimate authors planner to $34.95 on Lulu and that's for the coil bound version. Because I'm about to update it, I'm going to do some pretty major updates and add I'm going to improve that monthly planning and review section as well as um adding a very special, you guys are the first to hear this, uh, habit tracker for the one thing that you want to track to improve each month. So I'm adding that and uh, also improving kind of some of the layout. So I wanted to improve that marketing section too, where you're planning your marketing for the year. I want to ensure that it's step-by-step and improve the instructions at the beginning. So there's a less overwhelm Um, because some people feel like, oh my gosh, I open it. Some people are like really excited and they get ready to work, but some people are like, okay, that's, this feels like a lot. And you know, it's hard to figure out where to start. So I'm going to improve that beginning. So again, kind of drill into that idea of handholding and feeling like I'm right there with you, walking you through step-by-step. So it's easy. And it's like eating an elephant one bite at a time. (laughs) So, cause it's big. (laughs) It's eight and a half by 11. You know what I mean? And it's It's 2.6 pounds. So. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. Because it's about 376 pages as is right now. And uh, yeah, 2.6 pounds. That's awesome. The nice nice thing about Lulu is um, anytime I've had a problem with them, which has been really rare for the amount of planners I've sold through them. and, And I do direct orders on my website. But is anytime there's a problem or like there was a one printer, I think out West that was misprinting and had missed some pages in like five people's planners. It was, wow, that was scary. But you know, they said, okay, just take a picture. You don't have to return it. So it was no burden. And they just sent a new one and the new ones were correct. So yeah, I felt I was so happy that my customers didn't have to reach, you know, find it, find the time to take it to the post office or to, you know, UPS or whatever and return it. They just said, show us pictures to let us know the defect and then we'll fix it and send a new one, you know, and then the nice thing. Uh, is that it's also available on Etsy as as a PDF. So you can just print the pages that you want and and create your own planner, your own binder of the planner. 
Yeah, that absolutely. And kind of- I just actually finished a Kickstarter because I'm upgrading it, not only the interior for the printed edition and the PDFs, but I'm creating a truly digital edition that is fully fillable and hyperlinked for tablets because there's awesome. a lot of people that are moving to that. So wow. that's my big push this month is finishing that truly digital edition. But I was going to say about Lulu too, you know, a lot of people are worried about shipping costs and things like that. Well, Lulu subcontracts to like regional area printers. So that makes the cost so much less. There's printers in Canada, there's printers all over the US. There are printers in in multiple places in Europe, there's sometimes they print in France, sometimes they print in Denmark, um, sometimes in the UK has a dedicated printer. I have the, the the copies for Australia and New Zealand are printed in Australia and they are wow. beautiful. So it keeps those shipping costs really affordable. When I um, most recently, I think it was back in March, I shipped one to um, New Zealand. It was only $17. So Wow. And, yeah. Yeah. So it wasn't, it wasn't extraordinary. And that's a 2.6 pound book, <laughs> <laughs> you know, with this big box, because it's got to have the extra space for the coil binding, you know? So it's, it's a really big book and only costs 17 bucks to, to ship it. So, cause I do like a lot of giveaways and, and not just a lot of giveaways, but I also have customers in Australia and New Zealand. And when I take direct orders on my website, you know, I, 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 I charge that just just under for everybody. I charge just under that shipping amount for what it usually costs, and I update it if I need to. But it's been really stable because they subcontract printers, so I don't. Unlike Amazon, I don't have to go to Amazon, you know, Australia to you know print off a good copy of whatever and send it. You know, Lulu is all one website. <laughs> And you just order what you need and, uh, and, and the shipping subcontracts, or, I mean, the printing subcontracts. So it keeps the shipping affordable. I so I, I know, I know because a lot of people in Australia, New Zealand will feel like, oh, well, you know, darn international shipping so much. I can't afford it. I'm like, no, no, it's totally affordable. <laughs> so for Etsy as the PDF, they would look up the same thing. They would look up the ultimate authorship planner. Yes. Or the- yep. 2022 author planner and then yeah i can choose what i want from there yeah Yeah, absolutely because it's a pdf and you can just print the pages you want and you can have it locally bound or you can use a three-hole punch i my shop's name is audrey's printables so (laughs) oh man i I love this stuff i love creating these kinds of things Mm -hmm. and you're going to do a digital version yes digital version that's the coolest so yeah. I don't, I don't have to wonder where I left my planner. It's yep. on your iPad. Yeah, exactly. It's on oh, your tablet boy. and everything's clicked. So you can click through the tabs. It'll be the old tabs will be on the side and you can just click through the tabs and, and fill what you want to fill in. And yep. Good to go. When is that one? When is that one coming out? Do you have, well, do you have a, I have to deliver to you. Got a schedule. Yeah, yeah, of course I do. I have to deliver to my Kickstarter um, backers first, of course. And then I, you know, have to do that by September. So I'm thinking by the end of September. So end of September, I should have it up on Etsy and my website. That is really, that is really exciting. So you can through that, that through the website and Etsy. Okay. That's tremendous. Thank you. 
we've kept you yapping on all sorts of topics. Meredith, what questions did you have that I have gotten in the way of because I'm like, ah, that's cool. <laughs> no, the other thing, the only thing that I was curious about curious about was the Kickstarter. How did that go, Audrey? How did you organize it and decide to do that? Yeah, so I had been working on it since March and I thought, man, this would be a really cool way to kind of launch the upgrades, the planner and launch that digital edition, because there is a learning curve with creating a digital edition. Like there's a course I'm going to buy, or I got to buy once, you know, the funds pay out, but that's, that's pretty intense. It's pretty intense. I need that. I need to shorten that learning curve. I don't, I can do a lot of stuff on my own, but I would rather shorten the learning curve and learn from somebody who already does these digital planners all the time. So, um, but I was like, you know what, we're going to do this. I'm going to, I laid out a plan. I listed out people I could collaborate with. I joined the Kickstarter accelerator with Russell Nolte and Monica Leonel, um, which is really supportive. And I, I, you know, I, didn't watch all this stuff. There's tons and tons and tons of videos and examples. And I watched what I needed to, especially if the nonfiction examples. And I looked at some of the most successful campaigns that were on Kickstarter for planners. And one was the Passion Planner. Passion Planner kicked on, launched in that in, um, I think, 2016. And I had actually backed that one back in 2016, uh, back in the day, you know, gosh, that was six years ago now. And, uh, but yeah, so I, I got, you know, I wrote down my reward tiers, which is really exciting to me because I'm like, how many goodies can I stuff in this? (laughs) How can I just fill it up with over? you know, overwhelming goodness that makes, you know, gets people really, really excited. So I set a goal for uh, 1000 and I ended at 4,700. So that's pretty awesome. You know, wow. that, that, is that awesome. really is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm really excited. I, and it was like really humbling to have that support from people because, you know, you kind of go in and I, I've always had this not necessarily, I don't like to call the logic, but the fear-based brain that says, no, you're not good enough. And nobody cares what you're doing. And I had to put that little witch in the corner and say, no, you're wrong. And I'm going to do this anyway. I'm going to do it. It doesn't matter if I'm afraid I'm going to do it. I'm going to give it hundred percent. And you know what, when I do, and I don't hold back and I don't let that fear hold me back, things work out. And people get to show their support. There's so many people out there who support us. And sometimes we don't see that because of whether, especially if we're in a valley emotionally, or if we're feeling like we're down about our book sales, it's hard to see all the support that is around us. So Kickstarter is a great thing for getting over your fear of launching something in a big way, getting over that fear that nobody supports you. Now it is work. There's a lot of legwork. And it's really hard for me sometimes to ask for help because I don't want to put anybody out. I don't, I feel like I don't want to bother them. You know, we don't want to bother people with our ask. And, but there's so many people who are like, oh my gosh, why didn't you ask me sooner? You know, (laughs) I'd love to share this. I had no idea because people just don't see all our posts. You know, you'd be posting about it every day and there's still people who really want to support you who haven't seen the post, you know? So it's, it's really good for, I guess, pushing your boundaries as far as your comfort zone. Cause when we get out of our comfort zone is when we really find the most growth, you know, as personally, professionally, creatively. So it, it was wonderful. And I'm so thankful. I, I pulled the trigger on that and did it. 
but uh, I like setting up the each little line item and, and building <laughs> those things and being like, oh, boom, this goodie, oh, boom, stretch reward. And <laughs> it was fun. It was a lot of fun. Fabulous. And I'm so excited to deliver on all those goods for my wonderful, wonderful backers. That's, that's you are an inspiration. Oh, it thank is. you. <laughs> that is wonderful. You truly are. That's outstanding. Okay. Having been inspired, Meredith, next week we're talking to Larissa Piankowski, who's my proofreader. Yes. So that we find out how authors can work with their proofreaders more effectively and what stupid mistakes I make that she wishes I wouldn't. (laughs) Audrey, thank you so much. I'm going to put in all these links into the show notes so that any listener can explore further because your community sounds Absolutely outstanding. Meredith and I both are members of the Washington Romance Writers, which is a chapter of the Romance Writers of America. And the membership has fallen off a lot lately. And I know there are a lot of authors wandering around wishing they had a supportive community. And you're all digital one. This is, we may have have some value to you as a promotional piece. So thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. And, and I'm so, it's so wonderful when something you create, whether it's a community or a planner or a book or whatever we create um, and other people are excited about it too. You know, I think that shows it has meaning to others and, you know, it has, I think it can brighten the community and we need more brightness and we need more support and uplifting. So thank you. Yay. Yay. Very nice. (laughs) thank you so much audrey thank you i'll talk to you next week mary all right that's it for the writer's block party this week we don't want you getting so drunk on knowledge that you can't drive your laptop safely but next week we'll be here before you know it so check out the website at thewritersblockpartypodcast.com one word. That's where you can find our archive of past podcasts and a place where you can get in touch with Mary and Prue or ask questions for the next podcast. Write with joy, friends, and see you next week.